Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, it is the beginning of draft season. Yeah. We... Well, for some for some of us, draft season has been going on for a little while. But... Correct. But it is it is Sideline Judgment's first draft season episode, and I could not be more excited. Uh, I want to lay out for the listeners what we're doing this year. We are going to be having mock drafts every two weeks. Every two weeks, you will get a brand new mock draft from Tyler and I. We will be bringing on some special guests to do the mock draft with us as well. Um, but we will also be releasing interviews with the fans' perspective of what they want their teams to do um, in the coming weeks. I know for a fact the first one, Tyler, this is news to you because I forgot to tell you before we started, will be the Atlanta Falcons because I will ah. be I will be bringing um, one of my best friends, Day Day. He is a noted Falcons fan. I will be talking to him for 20 to 30 minutes about what he wants to see from the Falcons, his level of optimism. And he I actually, he's the first interview, Tyler, because he texted me earlier today and said, when am I coming on the podcast to uh, complain about the Falcons? So <laughs> Already off to a great start. Already, already off, off to a, a fantastic start. start. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be getting as many teams as possible as we can out there with fan reactions. Those will be released as we do them. So you will for sure get an episode every two weeks with a mock draft with Tyler and I and some special guests in the future. And then you will also periodically be getting um, interviews with individual fans about what they want their teams to see. So draft season in full, full-fledged, we are hitting the ground running. We're, we're going, we're zooming through this, Tyler. And I think we can go ahead and get started with our draft coverage. But before we do that on this episode, Tyler, mm-hmm. we have some pretty big college football news to talk about. Yeah, pretty big, pretty big, pretty big. And that is Gus Malzahn, former Auburn head coach, the man that was paid $10.5 million last month to not coach football. And will be paid another $10.5 million over the course of I don't know how long, but he will get that money from Auburn, is now the head football coach at UCF. Let's, can we all just let's, – let's just – Every, take it in. Let's just take a moment. Breathe. Breathe this in. Understand it. Understand the comedic genius that could not be have foreseen by this mm-hmm. hire. Proceed. I I would like to I would like to say, um, if you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would get you. I knew that would get you. <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> Gus Mazan was the head coach of the Auburn team that UCF beat in the Peach Bowl. They gave us all a headache in order to declare. You couldn't do it. You couldn't to- just beat UCF, <laughs> and then we wouldn't have had to deal with this stuff for the last couple of years. We wouldn't have had all this headache. Danny White w- wouldn't be out here being like, no, we're, we want a one-for-one one against Florida. And actually, no, I'm going to go uh, get my one-for-one one at Tennessee where I'm going to lose it both times. And, yeah, and I'm going to hire the coach that uh, I didn't want to hire at UCF in the first place, but I'll hire him again at Tennessee. We wouldn't have all this if you had just – Jared Sidham hadn't thought that that was a offside penalty <laughs> when he threw a pick at the end of the game. Sorry. Uh, listen, hey, Danny White I got his – what ifs. Danny White got his <laughs> – uh, one for one in every single sport. So he should not be complaining. All right. Yeah. Um, Gus Mazan to UCF. Yeah. Good hire, bad hire, meh hire. I will. I think this is two hires. This is a, this, I actually do think this is a good hire. Okay. And I'll get into that in just a second. More than anything, I think this is an <coughs> LOL hire. Uh, for everything, for everything <laughs> I just said. That's I in its own category. I stress though. enough 
how hilarious this is. Not like it's not about Gesmazan's resume or his ability or him like him getting picked over other lower level uh coaches that might have something to prove. None of that. I don't care about any of that. Like, I mean, yeah, I do kind of, but like not for how <laughs> funny it is. It is that Gus Melzon, who lost UCF, but lost the specific game to UCF that he did mm-hmm. that started what we consider the UCF thing. I'm putting mm-hmm. air quotes over this. Mm-hmm. For the last five years. Yeah. Like, it's it's just hilarious. Now, let's talk actual football. Let's go X's I think this is a good hire. I agree. I think this is a good hire for UCF. I agree. Um, I, you know, <clears throat> you, we thought, and this is like conventional wisdom, and this is another change and I'll go on, is that like conventional wisdom, while great, conventional wisdom doesn't actually have any F, uh, results that prove good coaching hires. Like, mm-hmm. good coaching hires, it's... If there was a way to, if if there was a way to make good coaching hires, and there was a hundred percent way that do it with like a hundred percent success, they would have figured that out. So we would be doing it. Every school in the country would be doing it. <laughs> it's the Steve Spurrier thing where he's like, if there was a perfect pass play, everyone would run it. If there was a perfect pass defense, everyone would run it. Mm-hmm. There isn't. Right. Um. So I think the consensus kind of told us that like this is going to be some young coach or some coach at a lower level is going to want to get this job. It's going to springboard them to success because it's all set up for for great success. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's what we all butt into. That's not quite what happened. Right. I think that's still true for the job. It's just not the coach that they hired is not the one that we all thought coming, which doesn't make it bad. I mean, I'm dealing with the same thing. I'm being a Jacksonville Jaguars fan who his team hired Urban Meyer. <laughs> just because it isn't conventional doesn't mean it won't work doesn't mm-hmm. mean it will work because we don't even know if conventional hires work like, so so let me let me push back on the conventional aspect i think this is a conventional hire yeah. if you if you look at it it is a former power five head coach dropping down a level after being fired from his job and trying to in the case of gus Malzahn, it's one of two things and we don't know which one is for sure it's either to try to use ucf as the stepping stone that it is or He's looking to ride out into the sunset and take this job as, as, as his last one. Because as we know, SEC head coaches that are fired are pretty well off financially. So it's not yeah, like no, he's I mean, like, he's looking to get a big, big... I mean, he won't say no, but it's not like he's but these going guys out are competitors. There. So right. at a certain point, unless expansion comes during his tenure, mm-hmm. he's probably going to... If he's doing well enough, he'll probably look to take a step forward. Exactly. But we'll see. Now, now X's and O's... I think it's important to note that while Gus Mazan is an offensive-minded head coach, I think the biggest improvement that you'll see on this UCF team is on the defensive side of the ball. And that's because he has always emphasized defense as being one of the most important aspects of the game. We've made a lot of fun of Gus Malzahn over the past few years, saying his offense is very high schoolish, it's very basic and dumbed down, and he kind of hasn't moved along with the times. It worked really well in the early half of the 2010s. You know, his offense as the offensive coordinator, he won a national championship with Cam Newton as the offensive coordinator for Auburn. And then when he came back as the head coach, he led them with Nick Marshall, a converted defensive back to quarterback. They made the national championship game and arguably they probably would have won the game if they decided to hold on to the ball a little bit longer um, rather than letting Trey Mason, you know, break off in a fantastic play, break like four tackles for an end zone. You're thinking of the wrong thing. How am I thinking of the wrong thing? That was the Jameis Winston. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That they probably Trey Mason was on Auburn. That's what I'm saying. If Trey Mason okay, didn't I, I score earlier, no, oh, yeah, okay, I, I misunderstood what you said. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no. If if they would have held the ball a bit longer, 
is what I'm saying. But I digress. He made it to that championship game, so he had that success. His offense, though, has kind of stayed in that early 2010. Yeah, he has not really evolved. And and you know what works really well in that offense, Tyler? Speed. I was going to say Cam Newton, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> Having a I Cam mean, that, Newton... I that, mean, that feels like a cheat. Cam Newton works well in most offenses. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And look, Cam Newton is very much a uh, power run quarterback he, he it, back then he had a fantastic arm his arm's kind of gone a little bit but we know how good he can be dylan gabriel's a different type of quarterback dylan gabriel is a dump it down the field get those guys into space run run the ball or not run the ball throw the ball deep downfield that's the kind of offense that he's kind of geared geared towards i'm not i'm not so sure that he will translate directly to this gus malzahn offense but I do like the direction where the program is headed now more than if hype was coming back for a fourth season. I think they upgraded a coach. Agreed. I think they upgraded a coach. And, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, um, Gus Malzahn is not going to develop Dylan Gabriel because if he could develop quarterbacks, quarterbacks, he would still be at Auburn because he has, I think, a quarterback with traits in Bo Nix, and he's never been able to develop that any further. Jared Stidham never got better um, when he was at Auburn. And before that, the, after Nick Marshall left, their quarterback situation was a mess. Um, so, but I think that Gus, like Dylan Gabriel, doesn't necessarily need to get better for them to have a good offense. Like, right? I don't think I don't think Dylan Gabriel is going to get worse. Um, and I think when you have a vast a vast talent advantage and speed advantage to, over most teams that you play, this run offense, run heavy offense with an arm talent like Dylan Gabriel, I think it's going to be fine. Um, I think the defense will get better. I think recruiting will get a lot better. Um, I think development will be fine because this thing, the margin for error is just different. Like, do you, do you have concerns about recruiting? Because one of the reasons that he went out at Auburn was because recruiting wasn't doing so well. Do you think that because he's dropping down a level and he's not going to be expe- like a good recruiting I mean, he's not class in a top 10 class at UCF? Let, like, no, no, down, no. But like, but, but a good recruiting class at UCF. Like one of their best could be in the top, I think the top forty. I think top forty yeah, is reasonable absolutely. with the talent in that state. I think this past year they were in the sixties. Yeah. Auburn was already dipping into Florida as everyone is. Like, and Gus Mason's a former high school coach. He actually has a national championship ring that he can uh, show to as a coach. Like, and like I, I yeah, like I think that I think it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like I. I it's also like it's all about what it will what it will come down to, and I think maybe Gus Malzahn will understand this because, or maybe he won't because he's a former high school football coach. Is that you're gonna um, you're gonna keep? How do I say this? Um, you are going to keep. Um, I I I just I I can't speak right now. Oh yeah, here it is. You're not gonna be able to pick up the same classes if you're hunting in the same ballpark okay like ucf's not gonna he's not gonna be able to win battles that he probably could have when he was the auburn head coach but i think Gus malzahn will be a better recruiter than most of the coaches that he's going up against in that ballpark like like you're not gonna beat florida and florida state and miami for a lot of recruits you're just not like not for not with ucf like and I, i'm sorry but like you will win one or two because everyone does wins one or two. Everyone there's always gonna be a recruit that's like I could go be second string there. I could start at UCF. There will always be that. 
but the majority of players, if they're courted by Florida, Miami, Miami and Florida State, and also UCF and USF, UCF and USF are probably not going to be there. Like, um, so if he's cognizant of that, if he picks his if he picks his high level battles where he can win them, then I think it'll be fine. But if if he tries to with UCF go after the exact same recruits he was going after with Auburn, I don't think it's going to work because any and, and I don't even think his recruiting was that bad at Auburn. I think it was fine. Uh, it was it was trending downward, but he still was bringing in pretty like top fifteen classes. And it's like Auburn's recruiting and and, and development issues were not for lack of swinging at targets. Like he'll swing at some targets. So I don't. We're gonna find out. So what you're saying is he's up to the pressure that UCF. Oh my can god! Act. Oh my god! Don't get me started on this. I'm referencing. A reporter that in the introductory press conference asked Gus Malzahn if he was aware of the amount of pressure that the UCF job has as if he wasn't the head football coach at Auburn for the past decade. (laughs) Throw out the fact that he was the head football coach in the SEC. Throw that out. It's Mm -hmm. the Auburn job. Yeah. Yeah. It's Auburn. This man survived eight years on a job that wanted to fire him every two. Like, (laughs) I will say this. I think it was a valid question while it came off a bit ignorant. It was phrased in a very terrible way, but it isn't it is because it, it is a rabid fan base of a exactly. certain way. And it's not it's not quite the way that it is at Auburn. Right. It speaks to the intensity that the UCF fans have, which I have one of them in my life that I am emotionally attached to and I love dearly, and I also have a couple other friends that I love dearly, not in the way that I love my girlfriend, but I care about them and we have constant conversations about them. I am I am deep in the UCF fan circles. I know how they move. They are an intense fan base that expects to be at the highest level that they can. They understand it. That's why there's so much pressure at that job. It is not Auburn because Auburn is Auburn. <laughs> Take out the conference affiliation. It's the school itself I'm talking about. I, I 100% agree because mm-hmm. uh, the booster craziness at Auburn exactly. is way crazier than at UCF. But additionally, I think UCF fans, while I'm certain that they care about the they, they care about the war on I-4 for 100%, uh-huh. I think at Auburn, it's more important you beat Alabama than at UCF that you beat USF. Like, does that make sense? I don't know if you yes. might agree. It's, I don't know if I agree, but I, I – well, let me, put the, let me put it this way. It's also about where those programs are right now. That was where right. I was going to it. Yeah, UCF – right now, it's like right now – it would be a bit more embarrassing if UCF lost to USF in this these past few years or in the next couple because of where the programs are at. It's like if we were to lose to FSU last year, if we would have played them or in that or in that weird transition post Willie Taggart year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, our programs are in such drastic different places that that shouldn't even be a question at the moment. So yeah, um, I will say mm-hmm. on a separate note on something else that happened in that press conference. Um, they I believe the UCF AD at one point said that uh, they now have the best coach in the state of Florida because of his previous national championship ring that he got as coordinator, which is hilarious because Dan Mullen has two, and guess what? Jeff Scott at USF has two as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you might want to walk that one back, Chief. And guess what? Jeff Scott, Jeff Scott, in that if, if we're going by that metric alone, Jeff Scott's the best because he has two over Nick Saban. <laughs> It's yeah. You might want to walk back on the whole. My coach as national one national titles as a coordinator in regards to other coaches in the state of Florida. <laughs> if, if he had said it's because he has the best 
uh, record against Nick Saban as, as anyone in the country. Facts. I'd be like, facts. Like, can't facts. argue with that. Can't That's argue with you, that. Like, I don't know why he just didn't say that. Like, because then you would be because it's into... not official. Exactly. Fe- I yeah. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. We Pause. all understand this. Like, when has UCF cared about official I mean, recognition? That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> Let, let's be all honest. That's what we're judging it by. How many times can you beat Nick Saban? And Gus Malzahn, for whatever reason, has done it more than anyone. Listen, I, I just love how UCF is continuing their time-honored tradition of having their athletic director just say absurd things for the sake of their program. I mean, I love respect it. it but... Mad respect. And that's why I could never hate UCF. I love the energy. Top five fan base in college football. I adore it. Tyler, let's move. Don't laugh. We had this conversation. Why not? That was funny. Because, oh, I thought you were laughing at my assertion that UCF is a top five fan base. In terms of the content I don't and what necessar- they give us? No, I don't necessarily disagree. I don't necessarily disagree. There we go. We we can have a top we can have a top fan bases in the country pod. Well, this is one of those the it, it's one of those times where you say it's top five fan base, and I couldn't figure out right now what other four ones I'd put in there, like just off the top of my head. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Let's just, okay. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's shift to the NFL. Uh, let's graduate. Let's declare for for the draft and move forward. Ooh, there it is. Think, ah, come on, it was on the tip of my tongue. I just needed a second to get it out. Tyler, it's mock draft time. Uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to run through this first one, 32 teams. The rules are you get one pick per team. We will beginning. We will be beginning with, I am starting with the odds. You are yes. taking care of the evens. You have Correct. been gracious enough to allow me to make pick number three for my Miami dolphins. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And first draft, no trades straight up. Give your pick, explain your pick, and then we can go through it. We'll see how it goes. All right, Tyler. All right. Don't with screw the this num- up. With the, <laughs> um, with the num- I, am, I am watching you intently I mean, right now. I have the first pick with the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, okay. quarterback out. We can of, remain friends. <laughs> we can remain friends. Quarterback yeah. out of um, Clemson. Out of Clemson. Yeah. So Tyler, you are up. Okay, New York Jets at number two. Oh, doesn't that suck? Isn't that terrible? Go ahead. Would love to pick Trevor Lawrence at this spot, but oh no. Oh, wait. Well, I guess I'll have to settle. Um, Now, important actual Can I pause? I didn't explain the first overall pick because this is one thing. We usually try to like have fun with our mock drafts as we go along for – have potential thing? No, we will always pick Trevor Lawrence one. We will nope. not be discussing not, it. I, I, for in particular, not entertaining any yeah. other. Discourse. I won't either. I won't either. So Tyler, please explain the Jets and why what you're gonna decision. Uh, well, um, they are picking two because they screwed up and won two games. Um, but I love the subtle jabs to the to the Jets. I am not trying to be subtle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will say that they. So they're picking at number two. Their their quarterbacks available to them are the rest of them. Um, uh, this does. We will put forth the question: Are they going to go Darnold another year? Are they going to make a move for somebody else? Are they um, are they just content to pick later? All of are possible. I think if nothing else changes, they'll pick a quarterback because you got a new head coach coming in. Um, and so I think the question is: Do you want Zach Wilson or do you want Justin Fields? I think Zach Wilson fits 
Zach Wilson, I think, fits more what you might think for a Mike LaFleur, um, the Michael Floor, Kyle Shanahan offense that I think Robert Sal is going to bring with him. But I still think that Justin Fields is better, and I'm making the pick. So I think that they'll pick Justin Fields, and I hope he does well for them. I respect it. I know how you feel about Justin Fields. I'm I'm aware. I'm I'm very torn on QB two between Fields and Wilson. And this is again our first mock draft, and I need to go back and watch some more film. But just based off of what I have seen, I understand. I probably would have gone gun to head pick one of the two quarterbacks for the Jets with Salah bringing over a Kyle Shanahan type mind. I probably would have gone Zach Wilson. But listen, I'm I'm not about to debate that Justin Fields is a bad quarterback because he's not. I like him a lot. I like him a, not on this podcast. All right, I get it. I respect it. The Miami Dolphins at three. Pick three. Oh boy. First of all, thank you, Bill O'Brien. Second of all, <laughs> uh, I'm very torn because, as is known. This pick has been rumored to go back to Houston for Deshaun Watson. This is 100% getting traded, I, I, in my personal belief. I like, am pro-trade this pick, whether you trade it for Deshaun or whether you trade it to move further back with a team like maybe Carolina at pick eight, with a team like maybe the Eagles at pick six, with maybe the— Panthers? Yeah, Carolina, pick eight. Oh, you just said yeah. I'm so stupid. Maybe, oh. maybe the Broncos are wanting to move from Drew Locke. I doubt it, but it wouldn't be out of the picture. Maybe the 49ers are like, let's go up and get Zach Wilson. Maybe this is the situation where they're like, oh my gosh, I can go get Zach Wilson. And they do it. You know, you never know. So maybe Minnesota at pick 14. So I'm pro moving back. But for the sake of this argument, for the sake of this um exercise in this mock draft uh team needs weapons 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 and once more weapons um we could always improve on the offensive line um and then we could do some stuff with some outside linebackers um to sure up that that uh flores defense um i'm not going to go defensive player here because i have full faith in flores i think the debate here if we stay at three is wide receiver or offensive tackle and if we go offensive tackle, it would have to be Penny Sewell because he is head and shoulders the best offensive tackle in the class. And this is a really good offensive tackle class with Rayshon Slater out of Northwestern, with Samuel Kosimi out of Texas, Christian Darisaw out of Virginia Tech, um, Rayshon Slater, uh, Northwest, yeah, Jalen Menfield. Uh, what's the name of the um, Alabama? Alex Leatherwood. There's some good tackles in this in this draft. So I think. And then the other option is wide receiver, I think. And you're basically going up between Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. It's personal preference there. I think what I'm going to do is, because this is such a deep tackle class, I'm going to pass on Penny Sewell and see if I can get someone else later on. And I'm going to go wide receiver. And I'm going to go with the wide receiver that I unequivocally believe is hands down wide receiver one. Jamar Chase out of LSU. Okay. I'm going to take Jamar Chase right. out of LSU. If I'm forced, I don't disagree. If I'm forced to like, stay at three, that's what I want to do. Jamar Chase. I think, yeah, I think what you got going there is that, like, Devontae Smith had a Heisman winning season that he absolutely deserved. Absolutely. Um, and he, I think he'll be really good. But there is the element of the frame and the size that you don't typically see work at the NFL level. And I'm not here saying that it won't work, but the thing is, like, 
Then you look at Jamar Chase, who has just as good film and doesn't have that question. And there's a lot of talk about Justin Jefferson last season. Justin Jefferson was wide receiver two on that team. Wide receiver one was Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase put up better numbers being covered more often. And we've seen what Justin Jefferson has done in Minnesota. I think it's a no question that Jamar Chase is the better wide receiver. I want him desperately on my team. Um, I understand the Tua-Devontae Smith connection. I hope I hope that my front office and my organization, I have, but I, they've earned my trust, but this would definitely be a blowback if they're like, no, we, we unequivocally think Devontae Smith is better than Jamar. Mm, red flag, red flag there, my guys. Which is why I would love to trade back. <laughs> yeah, no, trading back. Let, I think is let your the draft situation. let the draft come to you. Don't force things. But if I have to pick here at three, give me Jamar Chase, uh, best wide receiver in the class, and I think a wide receiver one for 12, 13 years for the Dolphins. Mo, yeah, yeah. All right, the Atlanta Falcons pick number four. Woo! This is tough. Um, Are you going to make Day Day really mad? <laughs> I, I think I am. <laughs> um, uh. So, okay, I don't think they need another wide receiver. I do think – I'm not really 100% sure in their, their, what their offensive line situation is, um, but I know it's not terrible. Defensively, they need help, but again, what are they doing in regards to um, their new defensive scheme? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. New uh, head coach. You just don't know. Arthur Smith, new head coach. In reality, the, the, probably the best pick for them would be Najee Harris, but I'm not doing that at number no. four because no, no, that's, no, no, that's no, no, too much. No. Like, the, it's like if you're if you're picking fit slash need, Najee Harris to the Falcons, 100%. Needed for what they want to do, perfect. Ta- but you can't pick him at four, in my opinion. With Considering one of the top three quarterbacks has fallen to you at four, I'm going to do it. And I'll hide. Uh, I'll hide in my closet afterwards. Um, Zach Wilson to the uh, Zach Wilson to the Falcons. Day-Day is all right. Day Day is hate going me. to kill you. He's furious. I can already. He feel has it. said. Um, he has said. Quote. And I. No, I'm not gonna do it. This is not. It's not appropriate. No. It's not appropriate for the pod. I don't know why I was. The- no, I. I think. And I still think Matt Ryan's really good. My question was, what do you do with Matt Ryan? If that is the situation, what happens with Matt Ryan? Okay, there's two things that you do. Well, okay, if Matt Ryan requests a trade, you give it to yes. him. Like, no like, question. Give it, you give him the Matt Stafford uh, treatment. Yeah, 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 okay. But there's two. if he doesn't, if he still wants to play, there's two things you do. Either one, keep him for a little while and just sit Zach, Zach Wilson. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, let him learn. Two, you see what you can get out of San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> because you know Kyle Shanahan, if he can't get Deshaun Watson or any of the big quarterbacks in the market, he's going to be like, hey, Atlanta – Please give me Matt Ryan. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you what do you want? What do you what do you, what do you want? Because they're in a window. San Francisco's kind of in a window right now. The Falcons, I don't think, are in a window. I think Matt Ryan will play good long enough for them to get back into a window, like one last shot before he has to retire. Um, I think he's still playing fine. But it's also a matter of when are you gonna be in a situation again where you can pick your quarterback? Cause like ideally you play well enough with Matt Ryan, you give him a good enough team that you're not in this spot. And Atlanta is very rarely picking it four. Like even when they're bad, they aren't usually this bad. So that's my, that's my rationale. I get it. I get it. I, I am gonna, I immediately regret doing I, this. You just, just um, hide from data. Just hide from data. I will be hiding. Uh, the next pick, put my, 
the Cincinnati Bengals, this is an easy pick. Uh, Joe Burrow had a massive knee injury that we hope he recovers and comes back fully healthy and has a long career. In order to prolong that career, they need an offensive line. They're going Penesul. If he's available at five, they are taking Penesul because... Yeah, no, he, he, they're they, I would even recommend they trade with my, I would even recommend they trade with Miami. Like they should do whatever they have uh, to like objectively like, take my dolphin fandom out of it. I think they should trade with Miami to three. Cause if the jets take a quarterback, it like if on draft day, the jets take a quarterback and I'm the Bengals GM, or if I'm a dolphins GM, I'm calling the Bengals and I'm saying, Hey, yeah, the pick is if you want it, it's, what do you if want? you want it, it's yours. What do you want? Or what do you, what can you give me? It's up. It's up for you and for you, right? Like exactly. Um, yeah. So definitely, that's, yeah, easily. Easy, You're easy. up, Tyler. All right, Philadelphia six. This is harder. Um, I'm not gonna overthink this. I, I think it, so. I mean, it, it, There's just so many holes on this team. There's so many needs. Yes, but what's the hole that they absolutely had last season before all these other holes showed up that they still didn't fill because they overthought it? Wide receiver. <laughs> wide receiver they, they got justin jefferson and guess what no 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 they're not gonna get justin jefferson they again. didn't get justin i'm jefferson. giving them Devonte smith <laughs> no they got justin jefferson oh jefferson gotcha. they got jefferson they got jefferson like they got to, oh we're, we're gonna we're gonna pick this niche player because we think we're smarter than everybody mm-hmm. else and i was just like the better ones right there though like <laughs> is um, this your and like, is your name patrick yes do you live at this address yes is this your wallet yes Oh no no! Is this your? This is, so this would this who has name. your name and your picture and your address would be your wallet. Sounds reasonable to me. So is this your wallet? No. <laughs> that's that's what the Eagles are. Uh, I'm giving them Devonte Smith uh, again. A little bit of a risk, but I think Eagles. You need a route runner. You need somebody who can move the chains. I don't even think you don't need a big play target. You don't, you don't need that much. You you need somebody. You can catch a ball and get a first down. I'm not talking about touchdowns. I'm getting first downs because guess guess what you need to get touchdowns, first downs. Um, you would you would take him over so we'll a Michael Parsons. You would take him over a, a Caleb Farley. Yes. Okay. All right. That yeah, I mean I was thinking both defense. of those picks are great. I was thinking defense, both of the, so. I yeah, but I tend to think I and I this is true of me. I tend to skew more offense because in today's NFL and in today's football you need to score true, points. True. And I also think. And I don't know this, but like their new head coach is again a quarterback developer. Right. He's going to want weapons, and guess what? They they cannot keep ignoring this. Yeah, need. true, 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 true. Will they? Probably, yeah. probably. I, this is more drafting what I think should happen, and a little bit of combination of what they might mm-hmm. do. But this is what they should do. I can't wait. This or Devontae Smith. Or Kyle I can't Pitts. wait for the Eagles fans in our lives to just throw a fit because they've drafted yet another wide receiver. And you know that some of them are going to be like, oh, he's too small. He's going to – so can't wait. Uh, next up – Which, you know, may be true, but – Next up, the Detroit Lions. I'm not overthinking this pick either. Um, they need wide receivers, but I think they were they were pretty bad defensively. And I, I yeah. think here – I think cornerback is their big need. Jeff Okuda was drafted last year. He did not look good his first year. Rookie – can still grow. Give him, give him enough, time. Yeah, give him more time. In this weird I, I season. People, yeah. Same thing that I say with Tua. Give him time, blah, blah, blah. But I would double down and take another high-level corner. You still need more than one good, good exactly. corner. Exactly. So like, here the question is, do you take Patrick Sertan the second? Do you take Caleb Farley? I personally am going to take Caleb Farley. 
Okay. I prefer Caleb Farley. I, I know he didn't play this year, opted out, uh, coronavirus, but he was really, really, really good his sophomore season. And I like Patrick Sertan the second. I mean, you know, Broward County, South Florida native, love the guy. But American Heritage. But I just I think I like I think I like Caleb Farley a bit more. I really do. So give me Farley yeah. at seven. All right. Carolina's up next. Um, I full disclosure do not expect Carolina to be picking at the spot. Um, mm-hmm. they're either going to be I think they're either going to make an aggressive trade to get up to number three. Mm-hmm. Or they're going. They're going to go after Deshaun Watson. Um, I, I can see both happening, and I would not be surprised by either. The the I the Panthers have basically all but outright said that they are going to be aggressive. They're going to do things that are outside the norm because they they they're, they're going to be aggressive. Yeah. And I think it worked out for them in the, so far. Like mm-hmm. I I liked what I've seen from them. Um, they were aggressive with hiring Matt Rule. They were aggressive with hiring Joe Brady. They were aggressive with only drafting defensive <laughs> players in a draft. Like, um, but. I think I don't expect Carolina to be picking here, but if they are picking here, that means that they couldn't get up. They couldn't get traded up and they didn't get Deshaun Watson, right. which means that they're stuck with Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. who can win you games. But I think at the spot, I'm going to take Trey Lance. Okay. Quarterback out, out of North Dakota state. All right. Okay. So that makes, uh, um, so that makes four quarterbacks taken in the top four quarterbacks top in the top eight. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. I already don't know how I feel about having done this, but like <laughs> it it is a matter of like again, what I just said. I don't expect Carolina to be picking here. Mm-hmm. We're not doing trades in this mock, but I just I feel like something's gonna happen that Carolina won't be. I respect here. that. I respect that. I, I like, hope they trade with us. But it, and but if they are, mm-hmm. this is probably who they're gonna take because that means they weren't able to get Deshaun Watson yeah. and they weren't able to trade up. So in a in a perfect world for Sergio, the Panthers trade with the Dolphins for pick three. And the Dolphins send that package, my dream package for Deshaun, and we end up recouping some some draft capital with this trade. So love to see it. Yeah, that would work. Pick nine, we have the Denver Broncos. They need defensive help. They're a good defensive team. They just need to plug in some holes. And I think their biggest needs, their biggest needs are cornerback edge. You're not gonna go Mac Jones? <laughs> I'm not gonna go Mac Jones. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh cornerback edge and linebacker are the needs. I think if I'm picking here, um, Patrick Sertan is on the board for cornerback. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with a play with a linebacker that plays a bit really well on a th- in a 3-4 system that can get you off the edge but can put his fingers into the ground if needs be. Uh, with Von Miller having whatever situation he's having currently, um, I think it's important to find someone a bit younger on a cheaper contract that they can, if they need to move on from Von Miller, can move on. I'm not saying this player is going to be Von Miller, but I believe that this would be a suitable replacement, and I am talking about Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State. I thank you for making my next pick all the easier because I'm <laughs> rushing to the podium to take Patrick Chatan for Dallas at uh, <laughs> number 10. So do you do you disagree with my Michael Parsons pick? No, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with it. Um, I think that it, it certainly helps. I mean, Denver's in a tough spot here because I don't think that Drew Locke is the answer. So you need more than that, and they're a good defensive mm-hmm. team. And I think reloading. I think that's a good mindset to have. Um, mm-hmm. You want to keep your strength strong, and if you can't right. get a quarterback here, 
I don't really, honestly, I don't really think you need a lot of weapons on offense other than maybe offensive line. Offensive line probably would be a good place to attack for, for Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but because you've got good running backs and you've got good wide receivers and if you can't get a quarterback, can't get a quarterback, you can deal, mm-hmm. you're going to have to deal with that. But I do think that, um, I think it could work. I think Mike Parsons is a good player. So I don't think that, right. I don't, I don't think taking him makes you worse. Um, but the reason you ran to the podium for Dallas was because they need corner help and they Patrick, need desperate. One of the two best corners is still on the board. Yeah, I was so desperately hoping that you didn't take Patrick Sertan. So I can say <laughs> that, but yeah, so uh, Patrick Sertan is going to be a cowboy. All right. That leads us to the New York football giants. They need wide receiver edge help, tight end cornerback stuff. Uh, I think Tyler, the debate here is if this board comes down is between two weapons. And I think it's between Jalen Waddle mm-hmm. or Kyle Pitts. And the question here is, Interesting. what do the Giants want to do, right? Because I'm looking ahead. I'm looking okay. ahead at the draft. We got San Francisco at 12. Chargers 13, Minnesota 14. If I'm San Francisco and we have to do this situation where we uh, can't trade or anything, if I'm San Francisco, I'm hoping that New York doesn't take Kyle Pitts. I'm hoping they take Jalen Waddle because then you can put Kyle Pitts and George Kittle, oh. two tight ends. You know that Shanahan will want to do it. That would help their run game even that would help more their run game. their pass game. Oh. It'll be fantastic. So good. But oh, I think Kyle Pitts is too good of a talent. I Dork you, up. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Kyle Pitts you in, in damn uh, Yankee in New Jersey. Sorry, hey, whoa, watch it, watch it, watch it, sir. putting our boy up in New York. Listen, all right, it's not that bad, Kyle. All right, it's Ugh. not horrible. Jeez. Fine. I really wanted to pick him but for San Francisco. For San Francisco, but wouldn't yeah. that be awesome though? I know, like, wouldn't it? As a as a Gator fan, like I would love for him to go to San Francisco. Yeah. Put Kittle, put Kittle in Pitts, bro. It's over. It's over. I'm picking them to make the Super Bowl. It's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think you they gotta. get their defense healthy again. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I think for New York, it's a good pick. Listen, listen. I wanted I I I wanted to take Sergio. Wanted to take Waddle because they do need some receiver help. But I think, I think it's you a still term get of, that with Kyle Pitts. Like, exactly, he's a weapon, and it's best player available at a certain point. So, okay, sorry, I couldn't make our both our fantasies yeah, come yeah, true. Whatever. Um, San Francisco's at twelve. The board is not falling the way that they would want it to. No, um, cornerbacks are gone. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Are gone. Kyle Pitts is gone. Um, the cornerback, the, all the good quarterbacks are gone. I think it's a little rich for J.C. Horn right here at twelve. I, don't, I think I don't think that yeah. he's that good. Well, I think he's that good, but I think think he's he's a back half. The value, I don't think, is here. I think that'd be reaching. Um, And Jalen Waddle's great, but it's a matter of, I actually don't think that the 49ers need receiver that much. Like, Mm -hmm. they've got good receivers. Like, now they're all of a certain type of build. And Jalen Waddle will be a little bit speedier than all of them. So I'm debating. I think Mm -hmm. what I'm going to end up doing, though, is not doing any of that. And I'm going to take Rayshon Slater, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern. Good because pick. I think you're gonna keep bolstering your line, mm-hmm. um, because that's that's where it all comes down to in uh, in San Francisco is the yeah. line, and also your offensive line didn't play as well as you wanted this last year, so maybe just build for the future. I don't think this is a bad pick. So yeah, um, um, yeah, that's what you get for taking Kyle Pitts away from me. This 
this is what we call the run on tackles. I have the Chargers next. You got your franchise quarterback last year. Get yourself a franchise left tackle. Please, just Um, for us. I think I'm going to go, though, with a player that I like a bit more. Um, Consensus would say to take Samuel Kasimi, uh, Kosmi, the tackle out of Texas. Mm-hmm. It's a big boy, six seven, three hundred pounds. He, he, he do be, he do be, he do be a good boy. But I think I like Christian Darasaw a bit more. Okay. So I'm gonna go Christian Darasaw, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. I respect That's it. what I'm gonna go with. All right, Minnesota. This worries me as a Dolphin fan. I don't want this runoff on tackles to happen. Minnesota. The guy I'm targeting is still on the board, so I hope you can tip pick him when he get we get there. Interesting. Yeah. Minnesota, you need interior offensive line, interior defensive line, safety. There are not a lot of great ones of those right now no. at this at this area. However, um oh, I'm struggling here, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough. I think it's tough too. I, uh, I don't want to do it because I want this player later, but they need him. Uh, no, no. I think okay. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be selfish and, and and wait to draft this player. I'll probably draft him in like three turns. <laughs> but uh, I think that you could probably convert a lot of these tackles to interior offensive line, swing them around, okay. move your offensive. I'll be completely honest here. I'm not like a technician with offensive line or offensive line film, mm-hmm. so I'm not like fully understanding of like what players would be better suited for what. A lot of better, just better offensive line players are listed as tackles though in these classes, and there's a lot of belief that you can slide them around. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take Samuel Cosme. Okay. Um, because they need, they need some line help. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. And I'm not sure if maybe it's a fit for what they want to do because I'm not really a hundred percent cause they're changing offense and mm-hmm. I don't know what their offensive line needs are in particular. I'm just being very upfront right now, but, um, right. I think that you need better players on your offensive Listen, line. So he's you- one of them. You just take the good players that play in the trenches. It's not a hard philosophy. Yeah, no. The New England Patriots oh. at 15. <laughs> Thank the Lord Kyle Pitts is off the board. Thank God yeah. Kyle Pitts is off the board. Um, This Pats team is weird, right? Correct. Um, The quarterbacks are gone. This is a team that I could also see trying to trade up to get someone. Uh, The I quarterbacks think- are gone. They have a lot of cap space. I think there's only like one pick that you really that you can make here though. Like just I'm not gonna say what it is, but I think there's a clear pick that they should make. So there's Will the you pick make it? I, I don't know. There's the Will pick you? I would make, and there's the pick I think Belichick would make. Now that those are two different things. So I think I'm gonna go with the pick Belichick would make. Okay. I'm gonna go with Jeremiah so Obusa Cormo, linebacker out of Notre Dame. Okay, not a bad pick. I think I I think Belichick will go that route. You were thinking Jalen Waddle, weren't I you? I absolutely was thinking Jalen Waddle. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that might, they, be a, that might be a pick I make. Go yeah, ahead. no, th- they need wide receiver. And yeah, but Belichick's wide receiver drafting history has been pretty bad. He this would be a layup with with uh, Waddle. Uh, it would be pretty funny to see them draft a first round wide receiver. That was good. Um, after Brady's gone, <laughs> um, but I think I think with uh, Belichick's philosophy, he doesn't know who his quarterback's going to be this year. He, I think he'd rather go with a. 
don't want to say a sure thing, but something that a, a known quantity in yeah. uh, in Jeremiah. And I think he would go with him. And he loves those versatile linebackers that can rush the edge. This is the same guy that shut down Travis Etienne in the first Clemson-Dame game, ladies and gentlemen. It's true. He ain't no scrub. All right. Arizona Cardinals are next. Um, We're at pick 16, so we're halfway there. So let's speed up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that Cardinals desperately need cornerback. They need running back. Little bitch for running back. But Quiddy Pay is still there, and they need an edge. They need an edge defender, so I'm going to take uh, Quiddy Pay at, for the Cardinals, the edge out of Michigan. Hmm. Okay. Good pick. I would have gone a bit different, but I understand. I was considering taking J.C. Horn because yep, it's one, it was one gone. of those things where, like, they're a type of team that I would absolutely go take him pretty probably mm-hmm. earlier than he should be taken. Yeah. Because it's Cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went ahead with Quiddy Pay because they need a line. Uh, are there any? Clemson. That was more. That was more of a me picking, um, <laughs> because that's what they should do, not right. what they will do. Right. So keep that in mind. So Vegas is baby. Vegas. What do I do here? There's there's one massively huge Clemson player that is still left on the board. There, there, there is a massively huge Clemson player. That's the thing. They just I don't know look if they'll pick Clemson. him because Josh Jacobs is on the team. But like that's yeah, agreed. I don't think they'll go running back. Obviously, their needs, according to the Draft Network, which is what we use. Quick plug. We yeah, love right. it. Um, edge, interior defensive lineman, interior offensive lineman, linebacker. Those kind of the top needs. It doesn't say wide receiver, but if I know I mean, John Gruden. And I see that by the time we get to pick, what are we at? 17? 17. Jalen Waddle is still on the board. If I'm Miami, I call and I trade up a spot, number one. Number two, uh, do I go with? I don't know, buddy. Oh, this is so I tough. mean, Quiddy Pay being here would have been good for you. Yes, this would have been a layup if that was Too the case. bad. Um, well, okay, they they have Henry Rux. They have Hunter Renfro. They have Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want Carr to win, if you want to win with Carr, which I think they do, I don't think they're trying to move on from him. I think uh, I think organization. I think organizationally they are staying put. I think Gruden is trying to move on though. I don't disagree, but the the problem is, is he going to be your quarterback next year? Yes then you probably need to surround it with weapons. But they have rugs. Um, Aguilar has had a career resurgence. I don't think Waddle is necessary. Okay. This is, Man, you're going to call me a homer and trying to set up Jalen Waddle to Miami. I'm the one who gets to pick Miami, so who knows if I'm going to pick him. That's it. true if you pick him. Uh What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? You're on the clock. You're gonna see the round. Uh, all right, I, it's I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the Raiders pick. I'm gonna take Jalen Waddle. Oh, they did it. They're gonna they're, Idiot. they they are an organization <laughs> kidding, that I'm will kidding. do that. There. All right. I'm gonna stay true to myself and not try to double dip with the wide receiver pool for the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm about to say, if Jalen Waddle falls to 18, like, yikes. Um, you get Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle round one? It's yeah, a wrap, so, okay. The Dolphins here at 18. 
Uh, wide receiver's been addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll probably address it later again. Yeah. You need some, you need a tackle. The best ones are kind of all off the board right now. So if unless you want an interior offensive line, which is also important, you can wait. You do have your pick of the running backs. Okay. I'm going to take Najee Harris. And I don't okay. know if you agree, but I dis- I, dis- I I disagree. But I'm going to do it anyway. So <laughs> I disagree, um, but I respect the decision. I mean, it's either that or Travis Etienne. And I I disagree, but I respect. You don't want to take a running back. You want to take an offensive tackle. I want to go. You want to take a wide receiver. Ah, nope. Uh, There is a player that I almost picked for Vegas that I think is severely underrated in the grand scheme of things that I would like for the Dolphins to draft. It would be a bit of a stretch, but I think given the one of the Miami guys. No, it's not. Given the way that this board has fallen, I think it would make sense. Okay, I think it would. I think it would be out of the realm of possibility. Okay, well, who is it? You just when leave. when that player is drafted, we'll talk. Okay, well, uh, I broke the the sacred rule of don't draft running backs in the first round for you. So uh, <laughs> I broke the world for you. So you be did. Happy. You did. That's okay. I, don't I, think, like I don't think I, like I don't Najee. think the Najee Harris pick makes your team worse. If I like, walk out of the first round with Jamar Chase and Najee Harris, I'm happy. Okay. The Washington Football Team. They have a lot of needs. Big needs. Big needs. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Defense looks decent. It's kind of just offensive weapons. Quarterback, offensive tackle, wide receiver. Big quarterbacks are gone. There's no reason for us to go ahead and try to stretch for a Mac no. Jones, a Kyle Trask. Um, Don't do it. No, I'm not going to do that. Ooh, tackle, wide receiver. You know, I think... I don't like the tackle market currently at value wise. Uh, I could look at Ali Javera Tucker, the interior offensive lineman out of USC. He's good, but I'm gonna go wide receiver here, and I'm gonna go with Rashad Bateman. Ooh, good pick. Because I I think pairing McLaurin up with Bateman would be nice for for whatever quarterback steps into uh the wash into Washington. So it's important to have wide receivers. Important. Um, all right. Okay. Chicago. Let's just keep it a buck. They won't be picking here. Carson Wentz is going to be <laughs> traded to them. But if right. they do, if Carson Wentz is traded to them and they somehow keep this pick, which is what I'm going to now operate under because they're not picking a quarterback, they need just about everything on God's green earth. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to take wide receiver. Wide receiver is listed twice as team needs back to back in the top yeah. five. <laughs> yeah. That's it's yeah. Uh, probably because they're not keeping Allen Robinson. Correct. Uh, Miami. <clears throat> Jacksonville. Come home. <laughs> come back. Um, we got rid of Tom Coughlin for you. Uh, I'm going to take Elijah Fair Tucker, the offensive yes. lineman out of USC. I think that you need you. Yeah. You got a new quarterback. You need to make sure he doesn't fall. And I say this, it hasn't happened yet. I think it's going to happen, but Good pick. Good uh, pick. Elijah Fair Tucker. Colts pick 21. You are Screw not going to like, you are not going to like me for this pick. Quarterback is a need. No. I th- I think that they are no. in the sweepstakes for um they are in the sweepstakes for Carson Wentz. We'll see how that goes. Tackle again, we don't like a tackle tackle depth. Cornerback. It's JC Horn. Yeah, that's probably that's the good pick. It's the smart pick, it's the good pick. Yeah. I think I'm a fan. Good. I'm a fan. All right. I have 
The Tennessee Titans. Your beloved Tennessee Titans. Oh, boy. Oh, what do they not need? Oh, <laughs> God. They, they, their defense was terrible. So what, what do they need on offense? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm actually going <laughs> to pick for them. I think Joseph Osai, edge out of Texas, is the okay. right pick here for them. Um, I, I agree with the position. I disagree with the player. Really? I, I mean, go, he is would... a little bit more of the three-four linebacker mold as opposed to like the four-three that they kind of run. Exactly. Um, That's why I, I disagree with I, it. Well, it's just that Jalen Phillips has got only one like really good year, and Gregory So also has only one really good year, and he didn't play this last year. Right, but I think I think Rousseau has a higher upside, and I think I think value at the pick. I you think at what? twenty-two, if you can get Rousseau, who was a projected top ten pick after that one season. If you can get him at 22, I think it's a smart pick. You know what? You should have shut your mouth because I agree with you now, and I'm going to pick Gregory Rousseau instead. You know what? I just like to think of it as sharing the information. We are one pod. We're best friends. We do this. It's okay. <sighs> Next up, the Jets. They're actually going to forfeit. Titans. They're going oh. to forfeit this pick, actually. So, Oh, is that a thing we could do? Yeah. <laughs> they need a whole lot. I man. will they seed need... the pick. They need wide receiver, cornerback, edge. They went with their quarterback um, Justin Fields. in pick two, courtesy of you. I think Salah's going to go defense on this pick here. So I think Smart. since Gregory Rousseau is off the board, um, I know that they don't need – God, I can't believe I'm doing this to them. I'm giving them a good player. I know they don't need a you linebacker. You just made me do that. I know, I know. I know they don't need a linebacker. But Zayden Collins is He's a good. baller. He's good. That's who I was talking about when I said I kind of hope that I would, if I was, I would take him at 18. I like him a lot. I'm going to give them Zayden Collins. I know it's not a dire need, but it's the first round. Best player available. Salah, defensive coach, wanting to bring a Look guy at in. You. Look I at think you. It, I think it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. All right, Pittsburgh. Look at us next. giving giving our biggest rivals good. Pittsburgh's <laughs> up next. You need well. You signed Dwayne Haskins, so you're not going to pick a quarterback. Um, I don't. Again, doesn't matter if like that's the smart thing to do. That's not what they're going to do. Um, you need offensive tackle. Don't love the tackle situation right now. Um, but I can be convinced. Um. Yeah, actually, look at a couple of these. You know, but you know, you need to tackle bad enough, especially because the Pounce Twins just retired. Um, so Liam Eikenberg from Alfred Tackle at Notre Dame, come on down. I uh, would go. I would. Uh, I would go with a. Uh, a different tackle, but I no, that's just pick. too darn da- bad. It's just too darn bad. Uh, pick twenty-five. Your Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. I'm not making this hard. I'm going with I'm going with the tackle that I would have picked. Okay. I'm going with Alex Leatherwood. Do I you not d- like the pick. No, it's I I like the pick. There's just a specific player that I really want that like for me personally. Got it. Um and I if 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 they get picked, I will say who I who it was. If I had this pick, I'd pick them. I don't think Alex Leatherwood is a bad pick at all. So okay. I think I think the line needs a bit more improvement. Oh, you're absolutely right because you just yeah. picked Trevor Lawrence. I don't want him to get. I, I need him out of the dirt. I don't want him in the yep. dirt. Correct. Um, don't and, don't let what happened to Joe Burrow happen to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, no. I, there's just another player in another position that I think would have been even better. Okay. But cool, cool. Next up, 
Oh, it's me. Um, Cleveland. Um, Cleveland. Okay, so you actually had a really good year. Props. I I genuinely am very happy for the Cleveland faithful and for Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield because I think he played really well at the end of the year. Agreed. Um, you're in a Improved. good little window. You need an edge to back up Miles Garrett. I'm going to give you Jalen Phillips out of Miami just because I think he fits better than Joseph Osai. Can't yep. believe that you talked me into this. Um, good, good pick. Good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Baltimore Ravens. Oof, this is interesting, man, because... Weapons. They need weapons. I, they do. They do need weapons. It's not my pick. Um. So, Mark Ingram was a healthy scratch for their playoff games. They took J.K. Dobbins this past year. So, I think running back's out of the question. They there. don't need more running backs. <laughs> like, they really don't. If they if Mark Ingram is your healthy scratch, and then you are releasing him and put out a thank you video, and it's Mark Ingram, who is still, like, a healthy contributor in the league, you don't need more running backs. You need a very specific type of weapon. You do. Now, I know that this isn't something that – this isn't someone that – um they can get because he'll be gone by then. But I think Jamar Chase would be a perfect fit him here with yeah. them. But I'm going to go with the other LSU wide receiver. I'm going to go with Terrence, Terrence Marshall Jr. Should have gone, gone with the receiver out of Florida. But see, okay, here's my but here's that's my thing. My business. Why why would I take an alternate universe Hollywood Brown? Why that's why a good would I do point. that? That is I should a good give point. him. I should but, give him a six three bigger wide receiver because i well go up and get it i do agree but i think again that comes to like baltimore because hollywood brown he wasn't good this season but like his way is winning deep and like i think if you need somebody who can win short and intermediate you need somebody that can get you first downs you don't need home run threats mm -hmm. and i think terrace marshall is that I, just, I think Terrence I also Marshall can think give Kedaris you two Tony, different levels yes so but i also i also think Kadarius tony would thrive in that role yeah he would and it would thrive in this offense also, don't even get me started if it's Lamar Jackson throwing touchdown passes to, to Kadarius Tony. I'll, I'll move to Baltimore. I'll move to Baltimore. <laughs> at that point. Just ask ask our friend Grace Landfield. Okay, uh, oh. where where's, where should we live? <laughs> yeah, let me let, let me know when Tyler together. and I can set up shop for for football season. Do you still we'll, have we'll just da- live there. Does your dad still have Ravens tickets? <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're up, Tyler. <laughs> oh yeah, New Orleans. Okay, New Orleans. It hasn't happened just yet, but it's gonna happen soon. They are going to be offloading so Ooh, many yeah. people because oh, yeah. their cap situation is a bad. Um, that's a that's a very nice way to put it. It's horrendous. Uh, it is a bad. Um, <laughs> I think that there's two ways that I could go with this. Mm-hmm. I could go defense because that's kind of it's been a lot better the last couple seasons. But you know that's an area they're probably going to have to offload a little bit um, with some contracts and that's an area that you know that could use some help you could always use help on your defensive line mm-hmm. um or i could go with a wide receiver because i don't think wide receiver is necessarily a problem but it would help with they're gonna be transitioning quarterbacks soon yeah well one if drew Brees decides to come back for some reason you need every weapon you can get yeah and true. if he doesn't and you're putting in a quarterback that isn't as good mm-hmm. um you also need weapons so, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it, Aries Tony. Um, 
Uh, I I'd much total rather... Homer pick. Total Homer pick. I'll own up to it. Like, does this mean that I have to actually like pay attention to the Chiefs pick now? Because I kind of had that had that kind of locked in. <laughs> had as, a little bit of a squiggle. Had a little. It was in pencil, so I got to erase it. So. Yep. Yep. Nope. I ain't, subject, I ain't subjecting the league to that. I am not subjecting subjecting the league to that. Uh oh, boy, the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Just keep that in mind. Whatever the, you, the Packers do, it will not be the right thing. But like, <laughs> that's just they they don't operate like that. They never make the right uh, pick. Packers. So does this mean that I have to just like go rogue and pick someone else? Yeah, absolutely. Right Pick pick a player that can overcome the situation that you're about to put them in. Okay. I, I say that like the Packers are a death sentence. They're not. It's just that the Packers draft very unconventionally, and for their history, it's worked. But I am the personal belief that there will come a day. Uh, uh, the, a reckoning is coming for I'm, the Packers. I'm going to pick someone who I think is a first-round talent. Okay. I'm going to go with Christian Barmore. Son of a... That was who I wanted. That was who I wanted for Jacksonville. A, I want Christian Barmore so, so bad. So good. So good. A fantastic football player. You son of a. <laughs> I think it makes sense. I think it's a good pick. What do you want me to Give do? Give him the Green Bay. Give him the Green um, Bay. I knew that my Green Bay friend, my Green Bay fan friend would be uh, absolutely thrilled because she's an, also an Alabama fan. There you so, go. Uh, um, fun fact, Christian Barmore, uh, really close with my good friend of mine up here he's from philly my friend's nice. from philly. really cool so dope 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 yeah all right nick bolton made it to the buffalo bills i'm sending him to him <laughs> linebacker out of missouri they let him um, get there huh we let him we let it happen yeah you know nick, nick bolton get it i mean nick bolton's fine but like right, um right. they need a linebacker uh, they need somebody who can stop Patrick Mahomes a little helpful mm-hmm. in that regard i don't think they need any help on offense other than maybe offensive line but like hey Stop somebody. Yeah, I agree. Um, and like the, I, I make all these jokes. Like Buffalo is a really well coached team and a well coached defense, but I think that the hump you're trying to get over in the AFC is mm-hmm. is still going to be there next year. Yeah. Um, and you need defense to help you win it. Agree. You also need more aggression on offense, but that's besides the point. Um, I agree. Um, last two picks. All right, I'm gonna go a little bit out. The on Tampa a limb. Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit out on a limb here. Oh boy. It's gonna address Ooh. a team need. Okay. I'm gonna go offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh-huh. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But I'm not gonna go with a player that you would think I would. We saw what happened with their offensive line play in the Super Bowl. Injuries, obviously, but you never know. I'm going to go with an offensive lineman that I have liked all year long. I saw this guy play a lot. I'm going to go with Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. Huh. Yes, I like him. I think he's going to have a good long career, and I think pick 31, when you're picking at the back half of these first round, the top 20 essentially is like, boom, got it. But you're starting to get to could be second round talents, whatever. And I think the Chiefs have earned the respect of us to understand their picks. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to take Creed Humphrey. I like him a lot as an, as a, off as a guard. Um, so yeah, give me Creed Humphrey. All right. 
Well, in that case, um, the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have achieved class mobility. They have. Um, <laughs> they have. Uh, welcome. They are no longer poor. They are no longer poor. Um, Friend of the pod, Tyler Renfro, is no longer poor. <laughs> yeah. our, I think you and I can both say that one of our favorite things to come out of the Super Bowl was that he unprompted texted our fantasy football group chat as he's most commonly been known as poor Bucks fan and then medium income Bucks fan. He said, I am now 1% Bucks fan. Uh, I have achieved class mobility in all caps. Um, so thank you, Renfro. We yes. love you. Uh, and I don't know what you want at this pick. I am very tempted to go running back. I uh, am as well. And you know what? Screw it. It's my, it's, it's, it's our podcast. So I'm doing Travis Etienne out of Clemson is going to, Tom Brady is Tom Brady is 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 going to okay. So this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to lay out. Mm-hmm. They're going to be thinking of what they want to do. Thirty two. They've got all night. All right. Okay. Well, okay. We got these players. We don't know. And then right at the last minute, Tom Brady is going to kick down the doors. He's going to have like six footballs all like strapped to his side. He's going to whoosh, 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 hit them all with it and then slam down the um the pick for Travis Etienne <laughs> at, at running back. Because guess what? He needs a running back with hands. Um, they yeah, won a Super Bowl, and he, they won a Super Bowl, and he didn't have a running back with hands. Play playoff Lenny doesn't come with hands. Just want everyone. No, I'm to sorry, know. Lombardi Lenny can only get you so far. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. well that is that is our mock draft. Um, quickly, it's Trevor Lawrence one to the Jags, Justin Fields to the Jets, Jamar Chase to the Dolphins, Zach Wilson to the Falcons. Penny Sewell to the Bengals, Devontae Smith to the Eagles, Caleb Farley to the Lions, Trey Lance to the Panthers, Micah Parsons to the Broncos, Patrick Sertan II to the Cowboys, Kyle Pitts to the Giants, Rayshon Slater to the 49ers, uh, Christian Darsaw to the Chargers, Samuel Cosme to the Vikings, Jeremiah Owusu Koromo to the Patriots, uh, Quidi Pay to the Cardinals, Jalen Waddle to the Raiders, Najee Harris to the Dolphins, Rashad Bateman to the Washington football team, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker to the Bears, JC Horn to the Colts, Gregory Rousseau to the Titans, Zayvon Collins to the Jets, Liam Exberg to the Steelers, Eichenberg. Eichenberg, thank you very much, Alex Leatherwood to the Jags, Jalen Phillips to the Browns, Terrence Marshall oh, Jr. Yeah. Yeah, Terrence Marshall Jr. to the Ravens, Kadarius Toney to the Saints, Christian Barmore to the Packers, Nick Bolton to the Bills, Creed Humphrey to the Chiefs, and Travis Etienne Jr. to the Bucks. Tyler, that was uh, mock draft number one. We did it! Yeah, applause us! Yeah, we did it. We made we made it through it. Mm. We'll be back in two weeks with another mock draft, maybe some other potential moments, some potential uh, players will be taken to different teams, and who knows, Tyler? Maybe we'll be able to go ahead and get some trades in on this next mock draft. We'll see where it goes. Hopefully. We'll see where we'll it see. goes. Um, Tyler, let's wrap it up with tweets we've shared. What's your favorite tweet that I've sent you? So, okay, going to be honest. It's not a tweet that you sent me. It's a tweet that our good friend Michael Phillips has sent me. But it is about – it's a tweet from the Jaguars' official account. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, Twitter, you figured out our cryptic message. If this gets 21,000 retweets, we'll make it happen. Retweet to make teal primary. This comes after like 20 different tweets where the first letter to each tweet spelled out teal is primary. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars are trying to make the teal the new primary jersey, and I am here for it. I love it. The 
We need more retweets. So people, get out in the streets, in the Twitter streets. You're just this thing and retweet it. As of Tuesday night at 10.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there are 17.6 thousand retweets. Mine included. I just retweeted it. Yes, um, sir. So full in support for that. Tyler, my tweet that you sent me, um, it's a picture of, I don't know what year this is, but it's the SEC um, group picture of the coaches at like media days. And <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Muschamp is the Gators coach. Yeah. Gene Chizik's still at Auburn in this picture. Gene Chizik's at Auburn. Dooley is at Tennessee. Yeah, so this has to be like Mark Richt is at Georgia. Dude, 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 is that is that uh, Bobby Petrino is in this picture? Bobby <laughs> Petrino's in this picture. Holy crap! Look at that, Bobby uh, Bobby Petrino and Hugh Freeze are sitting next to each other. The irony, the oh irony of this photo. Seaspur is still at South Carolina, and that's uh, pretty sure that's James Franklin. I was gonna say that's James Franklin from his uh, Vanderbilt times. Dan Mullen looks like an eight-year-old um dan mullen looks so out of place looks so bad so specifically out of place will muschamp looks like will muschamp he's wearing like a black leather jacket <laughs> wearing a leather jacket. uh uh g chizik is actually wearing a letterman jacket literally um, literally wearing a letterman uh less miles doesn't look real um <laughs> he, do- he doesn't look like he's there like, nick saban is standing off to the side like i can't believe i have to associate myself with these people <laughs> I got to say, the person who looks the absolute best in this entire photo, who do you think it is? Person that looks the best in this... Um... Just on... a weird... This... Go ahead. Is it Kevin Sumlin? No, I'm going to say it's normal. Mark Richt. I'm going to say it's Mark okay, Richt. Okay, Mark Richt was my other Mark one. Mark Richt looks like he's having a good time. <laughs> Mark Richt looks like he is at the after party for a wedding. Yeah, oh, that's the that's... best... That's the best aesthetic, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just like the after the after party, the recession. You just chill the dance floor. Yeah, you're at a just wedding, chilling. at a wedding where you're all your friends, you're all there, you're sharing drinks back. You know when this is okay to do and safe, right? Um, right. And when it will one day be safe again. But be, <laughs> be patient, people. That's the best aesthetic. Oh so, man, this see, the only reason I said this is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's it's I objectively think, funny. It's just a weird, the worst group photo of all time. Um, bonus one mm-hmm. can i just say a bonus one of course that i we just <laughs> said before we started so there's a show called the young rock uh which is about dwayne the rock johnson's like life which i mean crazy that he has a show about his life well he's like, he's like wrestling royalty and oh third absolutely. generation he, he is a, he has a life to like yeah. tell it's just that, like, played college football person, at miami to any person have a network show that is about their life it's a flex like it's a flex it's such a flex like it's like young sheldon except for he's a real person um, <laughs> but the young rock in it there's a scene where he goes to miami to play college football and they hired a guy to be ed orgeron who was and his he does, defensive line coach at miami at the time yeah who, who does a great ed orgeron impression like I'm here for it. But the funniest thing to me is that they put this on network television and there's going to be so many people that watch this show just because it's about Dwayne The Rock Johnson not giving a crap about college football and are going to be convinced that this man is not a real person. Is that he is some sort of like that he is some sort of character that the group that the the writers have made up that is somehow like 
you know, like, like, oh, they just needed to add some, like, comedy to this. Like, no, this is a real person. <laughs> and and he, like, tries to do the voice. He's like, yeah, yeah I do, Dwayne, I do, Dwayne, I do, do that. And I have a feeling people are going to be like, what kind of character choice is that? It's like, oh, oh no, that, that's a real it's human being. It's an accurate one. That's <laughs> it's actually a good choice. And oh, I, I was actually very impressed with that. I was as well. <laughs> I was just like, oh. Okay. Oh, my gosh. God, and it's I, funny because he like I goes. I feel like I have to watch this and, show. And now. the guy that <laughs> plays The Rock goes out of his way to say, "Oh, hey, Coach Orgeron," and so you you know it's Yo, Coach. Oh, you o. know, <laughs> you know. And he looks a little bit like him. He's not. He's he doesn't have the weird Ed or discoloration. Not yet. Yet. Well, that's yet. that's One that's day. years of Coach oh, O no, being this in is, the this sun. Is like the eight, this is like the eighties, late eighties, like, late eighties. Um, yeah. Ay yeah. ay ay. All right. Well. Anyway. Those are tweets that we've shared. I'm glad that we could do this mock draft. I'm glad we could talk about Gus Malzahn to UCF. And I'm glad that we'll be back next week, or in two weeks, I'm sorry, with another mock draft. In the meantime, you will get the Atlanta Falcons interview and with some other interviews. my friend Dana, and you'll get some other interviews as well. So that's the first one that you'll hear. The other ones are coming as well. Um, Tyler, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Uh, Dana, please be nice to me. Um, <laughs> I was just doing what I thought would be the best interest of you. I don't actually think it's going to happen. Um, and if it does happen, if you do pick a quarterback, I hope it's Justin Fields. All right, bye. <laughs> this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased, but for day-day's sake, anyone but Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> anyone but Zach Wilson. Day-day 2021. <laughs> <laughs>